This is the Daily Dispatch podcast with your business correspondent, Ted Keenan. Today, Dispatch Live is talking to... My name is Ryan Anthony Ward from Your Story South Africa. And you're just about to celebrate your first year. And to say that you're something of a phenomenon would be incorrect. (laughs) You've now got, in the space of a year, 50,000 followers for your digital platform. Yeah. How, How did you manage it? So it was always part of our initial, um, initial marketing strategy is in today's time, you have to spend money on marketing in order to get recognized because everything in today's time is coming down to, especially on social media with phones and all of that, you're competing for space and the, the big digital world uh, has, has this uh, phenomenal that if you want to be seen, you've got to pay for it. Nothing sort of comes for free. So part of our initial strategy was to was to just market in South Africa. But then as soon as the beginning of the year, when we looked at it, when we said it's, it's actually becoming not only a South African conversation, but more of a global conversation, we opened it up to marketing ourselves on a global scale. We focused primarily on Africa and Asia as our two main starting points in terms of continent and the response has been absolutely phenomenal in terms of the the, the following, the engagement, uh, the people wanting to share their story. Um, from all walks of life, um, we've got from Ken- we've got Kenya, we've got from Japan, we've got from Canada, we've got from Sierra Leone. I'm doing my first interview from Kenya next week. And um, what started out as, you know, being patriotic and being and just wanting what's best for South Africa, emerged into something that we, we speak from a global point of view. And it was always to ignite the human spirit. I mean, it was conceived when, when obviously COVID was coming to an end, but also to look at it from a point of view, from just being positive. And I think, first of all, people like like to, to share their stories. I think there's been maybe one person in the last year that's turned me down when I've asked, <laughs> is, uh, would you like to share your story? But generally it's, yeah, it's people want to open up and say, you know, they want to feel part of it. They want their voice to be heard. That's the, that's the scary thing. Almost to the day that we lost to the podcast like this, your offering was pretty much centered around East London, then it grew to border, then it moved out to the Eastern Cape, yeah. then it was national. Mm. What are the numbers that you've achieved so far, as far as your listeners go, I suppose is the correct word? Yeah, so at this stage, what happens is that it's at 50, nearly, at, well, we're going to celebrate 50,000 followers on Facebook, which was always the main focus point um, and then it's obviously our focus now is on, on growing our YouTube channel uh, which has also seen uh, a bit of growth in the last couple of couple of months but in terms of um, listeners and viewers uh, with a lot of the marketing that we put in there's about anywhere between 300 to a thousand people that either listen or, or, or watch uh, one of the episodes and I mean to me, as long as one out of the thousand or even 300 get impacted, then that to me is all, all worth it. Is there a certain stage where you're going to 
monetize this for want of a better word? So we have hit one of the monetization um, offerings of Facebook. We're trying to get hold of Facebook itself. It's so challenging. Um, it was the, the brand collaboration milestone that we hit. And but, you know, that's something I'm just trying to figure out who the right person is to speak to at Facebook. So that's really one of the, the targets that we've hit. Um, but a lot of the other effort has been to empower a lot of the other people within the network because we are looking at this stage is putting in anchors in certain countries as well. I know we're successfully going to get our first story from Thailand through one of our anchors. There's Nigeria that's opening up. And then through the same time, what we've been doing locally is a lot of the people that we, that we found, uh, we've given the platform words and said, my clinical psychologist, uh, from Umtanzani, who speaks to who um, talks about real world problems with real world solutions. We've got a Setu Suteni, that he was a gentleman that I brought in uh, in the beginning of the year to give him a show and a voice. Uh, but that's uh, the whole empowering um, aspect of it is to say not only are we sharing stories, but we now we are trying to empower people through what they do. And what are we also working on within the next month or two, which has always been part of our strategy is now how we use this as an educational tool. So not only are we helping identify stories, but we will also be doing webinars where we consult with specialists as simple as mental health, uh, business planning, the fundamentals of business planning, social impact, all of these things where we'll actually open it up for anyone in the world to tune in, but also in being engaged in these type of conversations. So it is, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. What are the profiles of your listeners? So primarily uh, the biggest audience or section is males between the age of 24 to 35, which to me is fantastic because those are ideally the game changers. Uh, we do have a couple of 65-year-old followers as well, uh, a few of the youth, but the, my, 70% are men, 30% are women. But uh, our right bracket in terms of where we wanted to target in terms of being impactful for the next generation uh, is, is where we want to be. So it's the, um, yeah, it's the majority of the ages of 24 to 35. I know you are, in inverted commas, selling good news. What are the other attractions? Um, it's more, uh, it's also not just through the good news. It's also teaching people to be, become positive people, like the mindset to me, um, is to identify, help people identify their true worth, it's to challenge the status quo, to challenge tradition, to be innovative, and at the end of the day, everything will be alright. That to me is also something that I've learned um, through these stories and through what the listeners, the response has been, is just to know that, yeah, we're not the only ones that are going, maybe going through tough times, but we, we celebrate the, we celebrate stories of, of one another, but it's always been for me to focus in and uncover individuals in their own capacity to help them identify themselves personally, what they want in this life and what their purpose is. And that to me has been one of the major driving forces in what we do. If we move across to your own background, you're, you have a business degree you were in business, you are in a tough business because construction is not easy. Yeah. What are the lessons that you've taken across from your experience into what is basically a brand new venture? Well, a brand new one-year-old venture. Um, get the foundation right. 
we talk property, talk about building, get the foundation right, get the purpose right, um, get the right building team uh, with you, uh, lay it brick by brick, don't overconceive something that's too big, literally take it step by step, and um, yeah, just work work with, with the people in, that share the same vision is in the last 12 months have been extremely the biggest lesson that I've learned uh, so it's getting the right building team they'll know what to do uh, get the right professional team they'll know what to do and then work at it together so definitely building blocks um, and then building the, this digital economy um, it's exactly the same principles but taking it from a physical world to a digital world um, yeah, it's exciting. Your family was into horses. This last year must have been like riding an untrained horse. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that you've got the bit on it, yeah. where do you see yourself in three years? Well, I think we asked that question in the beginning. Of the year. That's, we said we've got about 70,000. Um, well, it's quite funny because the studio is a converted uh, horse stable. But um, yeah, in three years' time, we definitely want to have more anchors across the world uh, sharing stories because the, one of my biggest things is it's never been about me or the platform it's been about how do we work together to uplift one another so if I pass a message on to you and say Ted I've got your story but I'm giving you the baton to find someone within your circle that has got some sort of inspiration to you I, it's almost like that's what I want the, the stories to come through um, through the anchors I definitely want it to become uh, a, a learning tool where not only do you hear stories, but how do people, I love the term, walk away value uh, through our webinars, through what we want to do, how we want to educate and empower people uh, has always been one of the, within the next 12 months is what I want to really get right. Um, but just keep on forging ahead and taking it step by step. As a final question, of the people that you've interviewed or come back to you with stories and that, are there any that particularly stand out? <laughs> Everyone stands out for me. I've been asked, I was asked that question over the weekend, but each story has a message that I have um, and that I've applied to my own life. I mean, one of the most amazing is the, uh, Megan Chalker Adonis, who we interviewed and published three weeks ago. She became blind at 23 years old, and at the same time, she fell pregnant, and 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 and, and she went through hell and back. And you just realize the, the power of the human spirit is is truly beautiful, and how she has looked at life completely different, but by only by having the disability, and it reflects with a lot of the things that we tend tend to take for granted. Um, but I mean, every single episode, I can go from what we've done, it shed light and a lesson itself from surround yourself with the right people, Nadine Swingburn, episode seven, Eric Jordan, uh, create the environment that you want uh, if it's not there. Um, and like I said, I could literally, we're at episode 40, 40 now, and every every person to answer your question has been inspiring me. I actually get more excited to hear their story than, uh, than, than they uh, tell it. The lady that we interviewed on Friday, uh, Angela Young, um, from Impilo Collection, that bespoke jewelry. Her journey has been amazing. Her outlook on life is amazing. And now she's going to attempt to, I think, climb the base of Everest or whatever. 
But here's a jeweler going to climb the mountains. And the whole story is amazing. But to answer your question, every story is... Well, we all climb mountains, don't we? Yeah, indeed we do. And that's probably the most succinct message <laughs> that your incredible endeavors can pass out. Yeah. Ryan, thank you for your time. Only a pleasure, Ted. Thank you again for popping in.